Hey dudes, this is The Big Game. I'm Justin Hargett. Today on the show, we're talking about the University of Virginia's remarkable upset of Vanderbilt University in the College World Series final to take home their first ever championship title. It was a best of three game series. Vanderbilt took the first game in what was a very impressive pitching duel. However, Virginia was able to rebound and were able to win a must-win Game 2 to stay alive and force Game 3, and a surprising come-from-behind victory in the final game of the season to take home the trophy. Joining me on the show today is Guy Anglade, returning to the sport of college baseball. We talk about the regionals and the super regionals a little bit at the start of the show, and then we get into the three-game series between Virginia and Vanderbilt for the title. We talk a little bit about my favorite part of the College World Series, which was the ump cam, the GoPro attached to the umpire's helmet, which I highly recommend you check out. And also, whether or not there should be time limits in college baseball. That leads us a little bit into the U.S. Open. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's about as much of the U.S. Open discussion you're going to get on the big game this year anyway. The sporting landscape has slowed down quite a bit after the NBA Finals and the NHL Stanley Cup have concluded. We'll be getting into the Women's World Cup next week, but for most of the rest of the summer, it'll probably be a lot of baseball talk. So I hope you enjoy this conversation about the College World Series to get you in the mood. Hey, Guy, welcome back to The Big Game. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for having me back. I'm really excited. I say that every time at the beginning of the podcast, but today I am really excited but I was hoping that the two teams that we talked about in the last episode, LSU and Texas A&M, <laughs> I, I was hoping that we were going to be talking about them today and that we would have had this amazing foresight and vision and could have yep. been able to, you know, like go back and talk about all this like great stuff that we predicted. But unfortunately, that was not the case. No, no. And, you know, this typical LSU, uh, they get to the World Series at least has a the past couple of years and they just it's like deer in the headlights for them they just underperform and and i think probably part of it has to do with just being in the new stadium at in, at td ameritrade uh, yeah that you know it's it's a much bigger park than rosenblatt uh stadium was um until td ameritrade came about in 2009 i believe which is the same year that lsu had their new stadium at their own park but regardless, they just seem to falter when they play it at TD Ameritrade. So, <laughs> well, and it's it's like so hard too it, with these short series, you know, where you can be either eliminated in one game or, or two games or whatever it is. And it's like I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more later in the podcast. And we have to talk about the idea of a three game series and whether or not that yep. is is you know a good way to decide the college baseball championship. But before we get to Virginia and Vanderbilt. Were there any surprises in the regionals and super regionals that that you're you know excited about or disappointed in that that happened in those early rounds? Um. Okay. So in the regionals, let me. I'll just go briefly with the regionals here. Uh, I was very excited to see Maryland winning out the UCLA Los Angeles regional. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, UCLA, a fantastic team this year, and to win it out, especially you know, three hours away from from their campus and beating out a, you know, a contender. Uh, they were, you know, contender to potentially play in the championship game, at least from the critics and everyone at Baseball America and such. 
Uh, I was surprised that Maryland won their re- uh, that regional because um, it was a very t- it's a tough regional. You have Ole Miss and I guess Bakersfield's probably not uh, much of a contender, but uh, with M- Maryland, Ole Miss, and UCLA, I was certain that UCLA was going to win it out. But that was a surprising um, that was a surprising win in the regionals, and I guess VCU. You know, Dallas Baptist, as we talked about previously in. Uh, last uh, podcast of the college world you know college baseball you don't hear dallas baptist going into the tournament at all mm-hmm. uh, or rarely so dallas baptist hosting a regional and vcu just uh climbed out of it and uh beat uh you know playing texas and oregon state and um and uh dallas baptist and to win that uh, regional super regionals i was ex- very excited for the matchups you know, especially amongst in-state rivalries, Florida, Florida State, mm-hmm. I believe LSU and uh, ULL, University of Louisiana Lafayette, and uh, Texas, uh, A&M and TCU. None of the games were that interesting at all. <laughs> uh, I, I was not impressed with any of the wins in the Super Regionals. I was expected that Florida was going to uh, win um, in that regional just based on what they've done all year and having these really great power haters. Miami has had a really good uh, season as well. I think I will say this. Let me let me let me backtrack. I will the surprising win for me out of the regional. Um, and they're always a they're always a dark horse. It's Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they have a really good hitter this year, one of the top hitters in the SEC. I think his name is uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think his name is Andrew <sighs> He was a top 10 guy, top 10 draft pick, right? I think yeah, I remember seeing that in the stats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just very excited for Dave Van Horn and uh, the Arkansas club to, you know, just really powering it on and just uh, making it to the College World Series. So I think that was a surprise win for me. I was very excited to see Arkansas going to College World Series. Um, you know, Vanderbilt expected being the defending champs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's so pretty were you, much. Were you surprised then? Uh, were you surprised that Virginia made it all all this way? I mean, did you kind of were you expecting them to kind of get knocked out at one point here or there? Uh, was, was this rematch of last year's final a total shocker for you? Given that UVA has won the College World Series this year, uh, yeah, I am kind of surprised considering the the amount of injuries that they had all year. Um, with a very, very young team. Um, I, I certainly didn't expect to UVA to win a regional, nor a super regional, <laughs> nor make it to the College World Series, nor make it to the finals. Yeah. Uh, just impressive. Uh, yes, that, that was impressive of them to, uh, to do so. Well, um, so. So let's get right into it then. Let's talk about game one. So, so for everyone that didn't follow along with the College World Series, the, uh, the mm-hmm. final is a best of three, a pretty short... I mean, that's a short series. I don't know of of any other best of three thing that ever settles, uh, you know, handing out a trophy. Um, sure. it's, it's a very short series. Um, mm-hmm. it, but you know, in that first game, Vander, like it was a close pitching duel between the two teams, and I think there was five scoreless innings, and and the announcer said something like there were, you know, it's the first time in either forever or a really long time that there was five scoreless innings in a college World Series final. Um, right, but then it looked like 
in the sixth, Vanderbilt just turned it on and their bats got hot. And this is a team with three first-round draft picks in it. And you just yep. kind of felt in game one that Vanderbilt was going to take this series in two games. Um, sure. Did you think Virginia had a chance at all at that point after game one? No. No. <laughs> uh, just flat out no. Uh, I just felt like, I, and maybe this is just being SEC biased here about it, uh, I felt that uh, Vanderbilt, if they had a chance to just get into the finals, they had it on lockdown. I was like, okay, they and they're playing against uh, UVA again uh, with a lot of repeated players and and uh, a strong veteran group and a lot of uh, dra- uh, players uh, entering the uh, uh, the majors. So I just had a strong feeling that Vanderbilt was going to pull it out um, and. You know, just by, of course, game two, it was kind of feeling that, okay, if they don't pull this out or they just, you know, decide to, like, let their guard down and let UVA do their thing, then certainly, you know, Vanderbilt will come back in game three. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, Vanderbilt looked really good in that game. Their starting pitcher, uh, I think it was Carson Fulmer, right, in game one. He he just had some wicked stuff. He looked really amazing when he was out there, Uh, and I just it just felt like they were a team that was gonna that was that Virginia was totally overmatched. Yeah, you know it kind of looked like you know a couple like some really young a young team going up against a team that maybe already has one foot you know in the major league dugout. Um, so I was really impressed with the way that Virginia was able to bounce back in game two. You know, in game two, they were able to load the bases early. Like, you know, they got a lot of runners on, but they weren't able to convert. And so okay. I, I kind of always felt like Vanderbilt's still going to steal it. It's going to come down to the end of the game and they're going to steal it. But, I agree. But uh, their pitcher, and I think this is, I'd like you to maybe talk about this a little bit more, kind of the idea behind this, but... Uh, Virginia's pitcher, Adam Hazley, was making only his fourth start of the entire season in that game. Yeah. Yeah, which is... <laughs> yeah, <the> exactly. <laughs> right. The, the question is why. Why do you start him in the, fight, in the, you know, the, like, the second game? Yeah, so what did, what did you think of that? What did you think of that decision? Ballsy. <laughs> Very ballsy. Um, and that's the beauty about college, you know, in the college game. You see these very unpredictable things that you rarely hear about uh, I you know I don't watch much little league baseball nor have I played before but just from uh, a you know my perspective on it to have a player start in his in his in his fourth game all year he did an impressive job and was very poised there's not much to say about it actually <laughs> you know I was really impressed with Virginia's manager in this game. Because while it felt like Vanderbilt was certainly operating like a, you know, at least a professional minor league team, you know, they would switch batters, they would switch pitchers pretty often, they would get the right matchups, they were, you know, they were kind of like a well-oiled traditional machine. What I really liked about Virginia's manager Mm -hmm. is that he, he seemed to have, like, belief in his players, you know what I mean? And, like, so he would go to a guy and he would leave that guy in even if things got a little bit dicey. And, and there were a couple of points where it was like, man, you need to pull your starting pitcher because he's about to get shellacked. And right. he just, he just I don't know if it's because they were so injured and they just didn't have anyone to go to in the bullpen or what. But I just, it, there was something really interesting about that dynamic of, of a manager just leaving his guys out there and or starting a guy in just his fourth 
you know, his his fourth assignment of the season and just saying, hey, it's yours. Go figure it out because, you know, we're about to get knocked out of the championship game. And, you know, you got to think of it. These are, I mean, the, the operative word here is college. These are college kids. And when you have, and I see this not just in a game like the, the title game. This has happened repeatedly when I'm watching LSU games, you know, wondering why Palmineri is keeping you know, uh, a pitcher like Hunter Newman on for five innings and just really putting a lot of faith in, and despite being like um, uh, dismantled by, you know, getting, you know, giving off a lot of runs or hits. Mm-hmm. And I think what you see with a lot of these coaches is just um, just this unbridled faith in their players. And I think you said it well, it's like, let them figure it out and just like being really patient with them, being really patient with them. So it was really refreshing for me to watch because, you know, I'm so used to watching the major leagues and you see, and and, you know, we're talking about two totally different levels of elite. Of course you have more pitching changes in the majors because you have guys that can throw at incredible speed and you have, you know, a ton of them on your roster because that's, it's it's the pros and that's why they're there. But there was something nice just to be able to see two pitchers close out game three. One, the, you know, starter went seven, closer went two, and that was the game. And there was just, I don't know, like, I I feel like I'm becoming like older and more crotchier of a sports (laughs) fan as I do this podcast. But there was just something about, about Virginia in this, in this series that was kind of like, I don't want to say gritty, but it seemed gritty. You know what I mean? Do you think, you know, to to jump off of that, do you think that it gives the college world, well, not just college world series, just as the game of for college baseball, do you think, as I think, it probably gives off this kind of like very innocent quality about it? Yeah. Um, you know, the, you know, again, the fact that these players are giving so much faith in their players and, you know, especially if you're watching a game that's unraveling to a point where the team that you enjoy or the team that you like, you know, if they're like behind like five or ten runs and you have the coach who's still leaving that pitcher on, <laughs> uh, you know, I, hypothetically, if it's like five runs or whatever. But you know what I mean? It, it, it's I don't know. There's there's this like innocent quality, especially with like the fans and just uh uh, just the game as a whole. So I don't know. I think if, you're if absolutely you the same way. I think, you know, I think you're hitting on something here and I'm, and I'm trying to kind of wrestle my mind around it because I don't, I don't like the, uh, the aspect of the NFL and the NBA that uses college only as a system to develop young players. Sure. But with college baseball, you know, a lot of these guys have been drafted before or were drafted yep. in high school or, or, you know, they have the choice to kind of leave and pursue a career in baseball so uh-huh. there it does i mean and, and, you know i don't i don't think anybody should be making money off of them and that's kind of my biggest gripe with the nca overall is i mean if these guys are going to sure. play and make money for your school they should be yep. entitled to you know a proper payment for that but uh-huh. like you're saying there is there is a bit of an innocence to it in a way and, and maybe that's it maybe it's just because there are so many players and they're not all going to be professionals even though yeah. some of them are, have, I, don't, I don't know, I can't quite articulate what I'm thinking, but there is certainly something to that idea. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, so what did you think of game three and just, just not so much the game, but just Virginia becoming the second team from the ACC to win a College World Series championship and, you know, them coming from behind 
you know, down a game and then winning two in a row. What did you think of, of this team and these players in game three and, and just how they were able to kind of take over a superior side? You know, I watched a press conference uh, for both UVA and Vanderbilt and seeing what Van, or what Virginia has done. Um, and I've only caught a couple of their games just from reading blogs and reading sites and looking at the ACC uh, website in terms of uh, uh, looking at clips of, of what Virginia and all some of the teams in the ACC has done. There has been many, many times that the ACC has come really close to earning a title for their conference. But, you know, that drought is over. And just to see what an unexpected team like UVA has done to go back to the finals for the second consecutive year in a row, I don't know what else to say but just be enamored by it and enamored by their coach. And some of the things that uh, the commentators on the game were saying how the coach just has this um, Brian who has a very warm uh, attitude with these players. He kind of takes them out to like a lot of field trips and going <laughs> hiking and, you know, going kayaking and things like that. This was during the off season. So mm -hmm. it kind of gives this, you know, kind of gave this team a refocused uh, attitude and to have fun. And I think that was the, a really brilliant strategy for Brian uh, and what he's done for this UVA, very young UVA team, and especially to be uh, a powerhouse like Vanderbilt. Um, uh, yeah. I think, I, there, I think you're right. I think there certainly was some intense motivational speaking going on <laughs> in the locker room uh, during, during these games or before these games and after. Um, game three, I thought, was just fantastic. It was by far the most fun to watch. I, I enjoyed game one a bit because I do enjoy a pitcher's stool, you know, just seeing guys uh -huh. go out there and get the outs is, is always impressive, especially when you've got two guys going out there competing with each other to get the same outs. Um, but game three was just kind of the perfect, like, all right, this is it. This is the last one. Whoever wins this takes home the championship. And, yeah. and it was close, you know, there, there was a lead change. Vanderbilt got on the board early. They scored two runs in the first inning. Uh, uh -huh. But then Virginia's pitcher kind of settled down, and then he pitched seven great, or, you know, six great innings after that first bad one. And yeah. the way that Virginia relied on their uh, one of their freshmen, I keep wanting to call him a rookie, but their freshman, <laughs> uh, Paven Smith, who hit mm -hmm. a home run to tie the game, and then he hit right. an RBI single or double or whatever to take the lead later in the game. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a fun kind of thrilling baseball game, un unlike the other two, I think. Well, I will say the player that impressed me, one in particular is Kenny Towns, the third base. Mm -hmm. um, one of the stats that I was, you know, I, just throughout the series and just with the couple of games that they played uh, throughout the tournament, he hit 28, you know, .28 in about 25 at-bats during the College World Series. There was a great play in the game. I, I want to say it was the fourth inning it was after mm -hmm. it was after Paven Smith hit that home run and they had tied the game back up at two and then the next inning right. Virginia was out in the outfield and uh, -huh. uh Brandon Waddell was in trouble there was a runner on second and third I think and, okay right all right okay and so Vanderbilt has somebody up at the bat I can't remember exactly who it was but he rips the ball just over the bag and Kenny Towns just snags it and yeah just slingshot 
across the diamond to first base and Pavin Smith is there to just make that scoop at the very last second. And that was definitely, definitely the play of the game. And definitely, I think probably those Virginia guys got really excited and kind of ramped up and kind of kept their momentum going into that, into the rest of that game. Yeah, definitely momentum was the key for them. And um, I wanted to point out too, that it was heartbreaking for Vanderbilt. I think they really, uh, just as a all-star caliber team, just watching the press game conference, they have a lot of respect for their coach, Tim Corbin. Um, there was one point Dansby Swanson was tearing up. He was tearing up during the post game and just very sad that his season ended, obviously. And obviously to, to like end your season with a loss in the finals. But um, they all like were saying that Tim Corbin is a father to them. And that's what it, again, that's what it comes back to, as I say, with these, with this, with college baseball and these, and these are kids, you know, they, they look up to their coach in a way that is, uh, that is um, refreshing and beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of the last stanchion of, of, um, you know, America's beloved pastime is maybe, yeah. maybe college baseball is kind of where the, uh, we can all be, you know, happy and sing Kumbaya and, you know, we're all <laughs> good, solid Americans and, and, and what have you. Uh, until cynicism hits when you get to the majors. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, you, and then all of a sudden you're in Class A on a bus through, you know, Mississippi right. trying, to, right. trying to make a paycheck. Um, all right, so I want to just move along to, I think, my favorite part of the entire uh, College World Series, which was yeah. the ump cam, which is the, Go- yeah. the GoPro attached to the umpire's helmet, which I just, what? it was amazing. What? It was also, you know, I don't think they even do that during the World Series for the majors, right? I don't recall seeing an ump cam. Uh, you know, I would see slow motion, you know, shots of like the pitchers, you know, you know, throwing it to the batter and such, and you see these beautiful slow motion shots. But the ump cam, awesome. It's I, the, I was. It's the best. It gives you the best perspective of any camera on the field because, like, it's so much better than you know they put the little box up and they show you you know, where the ball goes and, and whether sure. it's a strike or a ball. But you still, like, that angle from the outfield and the way that they frame it, it's still kind of hard to see. You know, I can, I can, I can kind of see a curveball. I don't really – I can't really see, like, what happens between a slider or, or another off-speed pitch. But yep. when, when you put it in the ump cam like that, and what was really exciting was seeing a hit. And, like, yeah. there's, there, there's just something – different about seeing a hit because i guess maybe it reminded me of playing baseball playing softball Mm. and Mm. and just like it really elicits that feeling it's like you hit it and you know it's a hit because you can see the direction it's going and you can see that it's going right between this between the shortstop and the third baseman and i was just awesome like i think i'd probably watch the whole game in the ump cam (laughs) just just the ump cam and you're right i for and to look at different perspectives from, like you said, just seeing the strike zone and seeing how these pitchers are throwing and how, you know, ESPN would give the viewers like, okay, you see the ball's going to that strike zone. And there are times I'm like muttering like, oh, wait, that's, that's definitely a strike. No, wait, that's a ball. How did the, <laughs> you know, how did the pitchers say that was a, you know, it's a strike. And, and so then when you look at it from the angle of the ump, it it completely it's 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 just a refreshing take yeah you know, with, uh, you know what i think at. i think the next development needs to be is they need to have a uh, a pitcher cam ah 
Interesting. Know, so that you could see how the ball kind of, I don't know, from, from the pitcher's point of view, how the ball hits the plate, uh-huh. you know, or how it curves the plate or whatever. Is this is this where you're gonna tell me now they're gonna they should have a uh, pitcher's clock too, just like the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. So I sent you an article earlier that I found after watching the game, which was somebody from I think the Roanoke Times or something. Yeah. Compla- uh-huh. Complaining about the speed of play in the College right. World Series. Each game was like over three and a half hours long. I actually yep. didn't see the end of game one because I set it to record and I set it to record like one hour over, and I was sure. like, eh, that should. That should probably get it, right? And it right. didn't. So I set the rest of the games to record three hours over just in case. <laughs> but what did you think of, I mean, were these games too slow? <sighs> okay. Reading that article, there is at one point, other than when I watched, there was one game I watched in the Super Regionals. It was TCU versus Texas A&M. 16 innings. TCU wins to go to College World Series. I was kind of bitching about that because I had to go to work the next day. It's 1.30 <laughs> morning, and I'm, like, still watching the game, and I'm, you know, dozing off and on and, like, finally wake up until, you know, TCU gets that, you know, gets that major hit to, to go to the College World Series. That being said, considering that these games, I don't think there were any games that went to extra innings in the College World Series. Um not that I could think of, but I think, yes, game two was long. Um, and I think there was at one point where it did go like maybe the first four or five innings lasted longer than what you expected. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it could be said with the majors as well. I mean, you know, there are games, uh, Okay, 15 seconds is not that much, I guess. But uh, I, I see a lot of similarities between college and, and the majors in terms of, like, the length of games. And, you know, I mean, I guess it's a great thing about it when you're watching these games and you're seeing the interaction between the pitcher and the the the, the, the coaches and seeing what game plan or strategy that they're going to do. And um, I like the 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 long pace of it you know it kind of forces you to like pay attention um uh especially from if you're watching it at home and you're you're viewing it and uh it definitely forces you to pay attention to interaction between the coaches and the players and such so i don't i don't mind it um but i was complaining about game two uh i know i'm contradicting myself over here but game two was a lot longer (laughs) than expected but maybe just because uh, I had things to do, but yeah, no, I think that's uh, what it comes down to. Kia, that you probably had somewhere you had to be. <laughs> well, well, I would, but ironically, I was at home watching a game, but there, and, and it's not just the College World Series or the NCAA tournament. There are times where I've watched LS, a lot of LSU games, obviously, mainly because I watch most, most of the games at college baseball games I watch is LSU, but. A lot of the times, uh, there are a couple of games where I question, like, why was this game four or five hours and this thing going to extra innings? Yeah, it's it's usually just between the, inter- the interaction between the coaches and and the players, and I don't necessarily think there should be a pitcher's clock. I like the patience of it. It's it's poetry in action. I agree. I think. I mean, I think that's it's just baseball. That's what baseball is. Yeah. Is it's a pretty fucking slow sport. 
Yeah. <laughs> and deal and, with it. <laughs> and you know what? Some days there's nothing better than either you know sitting on your couch and cracking a cold beer and watching the Mets lose for three and sure. a half hours. Right. Right. Uh, or or you know going to a stadium and then just hanging out and experience and like it's it's fun. It's like like, but. I'm at a point in my life where I can't watch uh, 162 games of a major yeah. league season anymore for my favorite team. You know, I'm I'm lucky if I can go to five games a season and yep. maybe watch 15 or 20 more on TV, uh, yeah. and then maybe more of the playoff games. It's, it's just too much, and there's just like like you're saying, it's like if if you got something to do, it, baseball is just too slow. I mean, you. It, you kind of have to like set aside the time for, for me anyway. I have to set aside yeah. the time and say, "All right, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch a baseball game today." You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I mean, and think about it too. I I think that's just baseball in general. I mean, if we yeah, break it down definitely. to all the different sports, basketball, what is it about roughly two hours? Yeah, right? I'd say the playoffs are probably like two and a half to three, depending. Yeah, you know, depending if it went to overtime or whatever. Um and uh, soccer is a tight two. That's probably why it's my favorite sport. So I can I can fit them in exactly in my life whenever I want it because I know I got two hours right now. I'm gonna watch a soccer game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh Super Bowl. You know, I six. Mean, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, obviously with the commercials and such. Uh, the Masters. Um, Woo. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't watch the Masters, but it does take a while. I keep thinking of of when I'm going to put golf on the podcast, and I'm just Ooh. I'm trying to figure out the right tournament. I mean, the U.S. Open was a great one; it would have been a great ending to talk about. But sure. then I keep just thinking, like, yeah, but how are we going to talk about it? Like, are we just going to say, like, ah, he really should have not put the ball in the sand trap there? <laughs> I good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Just good luck with the finding someone to talk about golf. I, I don't even know how golf announcers are able to describe the action of the game. And what Fox, do you describe? Fox did a pretty terrible job of the U.S. Open. Anytime you put Joe Buck on TV, I've already hit the mute button. <laughs> what, what is it? That, why does everyone hate Joe Buck? I don't, I don't get it. I don't think he's that bad. Um, I, I guess I can't. I shouldn't say I hate him. Because I can't really... Dis- it's just a visceral feeling, really. Sure, Just sure. kind of like looking at him and hearing his voice and the asinine things he says. And, right. and Fox was... It was all about, you know, pulling your heartstrings. It's like, you know, it happened to be on Father's Day. So it was uh-huh. a fucking... Every story was some father... <laughs> you look, we all have dads. That's right. just a biological fact. Let's, right. move, let's move the conversation along. Right, right. Let's talk about the game and not talk about, you know, why... This person's fatherless and uh, he was beaten as a child or something like that <laughs> um, <laughs> and other stories. But I uh, golf announcers, I what are you going to do, like talk about like the plants? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And there was a you know what, Guy, I'm going to stick up. I'm going to stick up for the U.S. Open right here. And this will be the last we talk about it. But there was some pretty interesting commentary about the state of the grass. Oh, well. LSU's uh, <laughs> football coach Les Miles knows a lot of things about grass, cause, uh, <laughs> and I don't mean the smoking kind. I mean, you know, you've probably seen him eat, uh, you know, blade of gla- grass once, or or so. yeah. And if you haven't, you you definitely have to watch it because it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so let's let's wrap this up here. Our College World Series special, Virginia yeah. coming away with their first ever championship. 
this was a, a like I said earlier, this was a repeat of last year's final. Do you mm. think we see a three-peat? Do, we, do you think we see Vanderbilt, Virginia next year? And if not, who should we be watching next season? Well, I don't think Vanderbilt and Virginia will make it again next year. Um, you've In the history of college World Series, it goes in spurts. There was, a, there was a period where South Carolina was going to the title, you know, several years in a row, and they won two out of three. And then there was that one crazy year when Fresno State won the College World Series in 2008. You know, biggest underdog, you know, low, lowest ranked seed. And obviously, you know, when you have things like the national seeds, which don't really mean dick in, in the sense that <laughs> the national seeds are there just for the teams who have a national seed, they get to host a super regional. But if you noticed, none of the national seeds made the title game. Yeah. And that's the thing about College World Series is that every year you'll have an unpredictable team making it. And this year just happened to be Virginia and Vanderbilt for the second year in a row to do it. Um, next year, whew, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I, It's hard to say. I mean, you're going to have your usuals, LSU, um, maybe. They've lost a lot of good players this year. Um, Alex Bregman, mainly uh, shortstop going to the Astros. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of good veteran players leaving uh, LSU. Obviously, you know, we have Alex Lang, who I believe will be our ace pitcher next year. Um, and if Paul Minera doesn't start him on Friday nights in series, I don't know what he's smoking. But <laughs> um, I, I really believe that he will be the main ace pitcher. He'll be the next... Aaron Nola for LSU um, in terms of just becoming an LSU great pitcher. Um, but as a whole in college baseball, um, who will make it a World Series? I think it's going to be the usual suspects. Um, your LSUs, your um, uh, so- someone from the SEC. Let's just say this. Someone from the SEC, Pac-12, or ACC. And the fact that the, someone, that a team like Virginia that won in the ACC uh, or the College World Series for the first time since 1955, which was Wake Forest. Who knows? It could be North Carolina next year. <laughs> well, Just I would to give you a little shout for for your yeah, for yeah. your home state. I'd like you know that would be that'd be nice. Uh, but you know what really got me excited is when yeah. you when you told me that Ohio University, my alma mater, yeah. made it into the <laughs> regionals. And so you know what, we didn't make it out of the regionals, but there's always next year. There's and. That's the great thing about college baseball, man. It's, uh, you know, having these teams in different conferences to, to, it's just like watching the, you know, March Madness, you know, it's very similar. Except Um, slower. Except (laughs) slower. Right. Absolutely. Um, Much slower. And uh, uh, yeah, it's so who knows what the Bobcats will do next year. They're going to win the whole thing. (laughs) <laughs> all right dude we'll make a bet on that <laughs> well, thank you for coming back to the big game to talk about the college world series oh i always have a pleasure doing this and uh, hope to do this again all right talk to you soon all right everybody thanks for listening to the big game if you haven't yet subscribe to the podcast on itunes if you like what you hear leave us a review it's as simple as going to the podcast app searching for the big game clicking on the big game, and then hitting the reviews button. Write a review right there. Super simple. Check out our website, biggamepod.com, and listen to all of our past episodes. 
including the LSU-Texas A&M college baseball matchup with Key Anglade. Follow us on Twitter at BigGamePod. Let us know what you think of the show or what you'd like to hear us talk about on a future episode. And use the hashtag BGOTD to get caught up on the big games as they happen live. Stay tuned for more next week on The Big Game. Okay, so I will say now that since Virginia... Here, wait, hold on, I, hold on a second. Is that your ice cream truck? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just wait till let's, it passes yeah, by. Yeah, let's just wait a second. Okay. I can. I, I think I, I am okay with sirens, but okay. I think an ice cream truck is a step beyond. <laughs> this, is this a no-no in the big game? Come on, you could just pretend like it's like we're, we're at the game, you know, there's an ice cream truck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Okay. Well, so, so go ahead and take take it take it from the top of that question, which was um, were you surprised about UVA?